Maddie and Patty, coast to coast. Welcome to the Cleveland Sports Hour. We are two self-aware but unapologetic homers who spend far too much time watching, reading, and thinking about the Cavs, the Tribe, but we try not to think much about the Browns. Uh, so if you like the informed, intelligent Cleveland fans' perspective on all things, you have come to the right place. In New York, this is world champion and 2018 fantasy basketball champion, Patrick from San Francisco, I am joined by fellow world champion and 2018 regular season champion, Ooh, Matt Youngner. Say hello, champion. Hey, champ. How you doing, buddy? Hey, I'm doing pretty well. This is a champions-only podcast, my friend. <laughs> That's right. None of these other busters. Thank goodness uh, you are also a fellow champion. Yeah. Uh, Can you imagine how awkward it would have been? Oof. That would have been, it would have been just me talking to myself. Well, actually, I kind of like that. that yeah. Right? Not so different. Not so different. <laughs> After all. <laughs> Ah, what a glorious championship run. Thank you very much for uh, sitting James Harden for a couple games so I could uh, uh, win my first fantasy fantasy championship of any sort. So it was exciting. It was my pleasure. Um, But uh, I guess we should get on to the actual podcast, huh? Yeah, probably. There's a, we got a lot going here. What did you do? So I think so. Here, here's how things go. We'll, we'll do a little cast playoff preview, but we'll start with the return to the kill list. At least Ooh, try. Yes. In a while. We haven't had the kill list around in a while. No. Uh, we're also going to talk a little bit about Tristan Thompson. Uh, he's been in the news lately. I think you may have heard. I've seen. Then we'll also look at LeBron's MVP case. Uh, Ooh, I like that. I want to get into because I I got I got some things to say, Manny. You and me both. Normally, I don't have a lot to say, but today, I have a lot to say. Um, for some reason, the Tribe don't, doesn't need to hit the ball to win games. That'll be interesting to look into. Um, and we'll just try and guess it, uh, how the fuck the Browns are going to blow it this time. Uh, oh, it's going to be incredible. They're so good at blowing it, Pat. It's going to be fantastic. A lot of questionable stuff going on. Uh, let's start with the kill list, then. Um, so the Cavs have the Pacers in the first round, again. Uh, well, first, did, are, you, are you happy about the Pacers? Would you rather have the, the Heat? God, honestly, Washington is probably who I wanted most, and even they made me nervous. Yeah. All these guys make me nervous. The Heat just blew us. The Cavs have never won a game in Miami since LeBron's been back. Crazy. That's wild. I saw it the other day. (laughs) What? Uh, So that bothers me a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Maybe Milwaukee. Milwaukee's playing terribly right now. Maybe that's who I wanted the most. But Indiana – uh, definitely is not scared of us. I'll tell you that right now. They got a huge chip on their shoulders. Huge chip on their shoulders. Dating back to last year, I mean, there's enough of those. I know they remade the roster after trading Paul George last year, but they were, that series was the closest oh, series we had in the East last year for sure. That, that might, I mean, I don't, I don't know if they keep records of this, but that's easily the closest four-game sweep in NBA history. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was the closest four-game sweep in NBA history. I think that's right. The total margin uh, 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 was seven points, right? Combined, I think it was exciting. I don't think, I don't think it was that low, but it was like nine or ten. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was it, something insane. It was wild. Uh, so that will be interesting to see. Uh, I mean, look, I, it would have been nice to see LeBron beat the Heat just because uh, that's nothing bring, bring more pleasure than that except being the uh, the Warriors. Uh, but just because he has, that's one of the f- two teams in the East he hasn't beat, right? Or three, it's the Heat, the Cavs, because he hasn't played the Cavs. He hasn't played the Heat in the, in the playoffs and the fucking Magic. Uh, but that would be kind of amazing to have LeBron actually have beaten every single team in the East. That would be incredible. I hadn't even thought about that as a thing, yeah. but I guess you're right. Those, just those three teams. That would have been nice, but at the same time, yeah, I think the Heat probably scared me the most just because of the, the head games for LeBron. It's all mental, I think, with him. Yeah. The team. So, I, I mean, I don't want to skip ahead. I think we should win this series. Yes. But, but I don't think it's going to be easy. Well, <laughs> let's start with the first part, the most important part, the kill us. Ah, yes. Is anybody on the Pacers right now going into the series that you – would like to catch So as I told you, Patty, mm-hmm. the kill list is forged in the fire and fury of the actual playoff series. So <laughs> what's beautiful about it is whatever we think right now, somebody will emerge. Yes, that's true. Close games are going to happen. I'm going to get anxious. But that emotion, that emotion is going to get channeled into a fury that could only be quenched or satiated by murder. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you, and the beautiful part of it is you never know who it's well sometimes you know who it's going to be but a lot of times you don't know who it's going to be and somebody emerges mm-hmm. now you pointed out quite correctly I think that the most obvious candidate is is Lance Lance Stevenson I mean that that's he's going to agitate LeBron for sure he's going to get crazy hot for no good reason and yep. 
training threes that we don't have. And... He's going to prance about. Yep. All of that's going to happen. So I, he is he is candidate number one. Um, but who else? I mean, I mean, the Pacers don't have guys like Tyler Hansborough anymore. Uh, I mean, no, I, that's true. I, they they rid themselves of him. Uh, I could see myself hating Victor Oladipo. Yeah, in, yeah. In the in the yeah. right circumstances. Yeah, I mean, and uh, he's certainly good enough to hate. Um, and that's part of it, right? I mean, if if you either ha- your behavior either has to be so objectionable, <laughs> a la Tyler Hansborough, that that it doesn't matter what your talent level is, or you got to be a little good. Yes. But you also, yeah, if you could be a fake tough guy, uh, oh. who does nothing but uh, uh, try to build themselves up as more than they uh, yes. actually are, and get in people's faces, you know, sort of like a, a an as Cantor type. I would hate. Uh, yes. If, if he was in the playoffs, if he was good enough to be in the playoffs. Yes. Oh man, it would be so great to hate him. But like, yeah, I don't know anyone on the. Page. There's a lot of there's a lot of young guys and a lot of guys who, I just don't have a relationship with. Quite honestly, mm. yeah. Um, I mean, it goes back to why the Pacers have a chip on their shoulder. They only got one national uh, game this year. Yeah. Even like really crappy non-playoff teams got like two or three because they're in bigger markets. Uh, I mean, they, yeah, they've got that Midwestern chip on their shoulder that you know that we're very all too familiar with. Yeah, and so because I mean. Of- I'm looking at the roster right now. They're like Darren Collison. Maybe like there's good guard. We can talk. We'll talk about this. But guard penetration is going to be an issue, and Huge. he'll be at the head of that. So that could that could start to get me upset. But I don't hate him. Al Jefferson, I definitely don't hate Corey Joseph. No, I like Miles Turner. <laughs> I know you do. Yeah, Thad Young. He's, he's he's had a pretty unobjectionable career to me. Bojan Bogdanovich. Uh, I, nah, yeah. I, you know, he could call. I could hate him, maybe, but in but general, that's what's so exciting. We get to find out who we're going to hate. I know that's that. Pat, that is truly the thing we should be most excited about is that we will learn to hate somebody new. Yeah. Um. Now that's so fun. It, 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 that, that, that's going to be exciting to see. Another thing exciting to see is is how the rotation is going to shake out. Um, but before we dive into that, like one thing that I think is, is, is one big question mark is whether Tristan Thompson's going to play much at all. There's that sure of, doesn't seem like it. A lot of thought that he's going to be basically o- only coming in if Nance runs into foul trouble too early, and which, you know, which, which by the way will probably happen. Yes, exactly. So. He's going to get some play- minutes, but uh, you know, not helping matters is this this drama he's got with uh, some some famous woman. Yeah, uh, who he you know. Got pregnant. Uh, by, by the way, I mean everybody saw this coming. I mean, of course, <laughs> this is what we all feared. The Kardashian stink was going to get on him, <laughs> and sure enough, it did. That the Kardashian stink is undefeated, near as I can tell. Yeah, I, I mean, and what's what is with it with this draft class? Uh, I mean, if if the apparent reports are true, the, the allegations here are that Tristan Thompson is potentially leaving in the lurch uh, uh, a woman he got pregnant. Uh, reminds me of somebody else in his draft class. A la Kyrie? Yeah. What is up with that? I don't know. They, they love doing it, apparently. A weird uh, hobby. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you, Pat. Yeah. I don't think we talked about this because it was in, the, in the, the long fallow period that you and I had from this podcast. But I was in Cleveland uh, over Christmas. And spoke with a friend of our family who knows things. Oh. Lives in Cleveland and just has his ear to the ground. Go on. And the talk of the town then was that Tristan was just man-whoring himself all over the place. (laughs) Quite openly and quite flagrantly. And that was sort of just... An open secret, basically. In December, and so which uh, 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 that means that uh, Miss Kardashian would have been about what three months pregnant? Uh, pregnant. a little more than that. Hmm. Interesting. More like four or five months pregnant, I think. If he's being yeah. so flagrant and nothing was happening between them, it almost makes you feel like like they were all aware of it. Oh, Patty, is this a theory? I, I don't want to get ahead of myself here. Do I hear a theory forming? There might be a theory forming here because uh, this all seems a little bit too weird. This seems a little bit almost too perfect. 
You mean like a video of, of him making out with two women at a bar or a club from November is just surfacing now? That's odd? Interesting that it's surfacing right now, right around when they're filming uh, Keeping the Kardashians. The, 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 so the report I had is that she told him not to come home. She's mad at him about all this cheating he's been caught with. And it was all caught on camera and uh, shot. You know, I, was, I, was, I just, I come kind of like... I, Chris Jenner is an evil genius, right? Are we willing to go genius here with her? Evil genius? I mean, from, from, from a TV perspective. I mean, think about it. What actual talent does her family have? Oh, she has terribly compromised morals. I agree with you there. Well, I just mean, she's made a freaking enormous empire out of what? Out of what? What is interesting about the family? I mean, aside from background, <laughs> but they don't talk about that. That's not what you talk about. Oh, I don't. I, don't. Anyway, I, I think what's interesting to me about this is that uh, uh, one that Tristan Thompson, uh, uh, it, it, yeah, the fact the fact that this all happened in a way that he is it's being filmed, it's being taken advantage of, that this thing surfaces at the exact same time that he's. The, the photographs uh, uh, appear of somebody walking into his uh, apartment building and coming back out on a visit to New York. The fact that she's in Cleveland, like, I don't know, that just seems, why would she have to be in Cleveland? Did they really Agreed. spend the whole time together? Come on. That's, they're, they're playing that up to make it look, to, to make it look like it's genuine. Because why would yeah. she be in Cleveland if this is all a fake? Yeah. She's loyal. She's into it. This is all a setup. Either, either Tristan Thompson was set up. Or, set up. Or, <laughs> or this is all uh, a smokescreen. They all knew that he was, or like, like, for example, I think they, they broke up well before, and they said, no, keep it going, because we'll, 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 we'll play this up. Broke up before, well, before now, sometime before in the now, past, so, but, a, but after she had become impregnated. Yes, potentially. Like, I think the two of them were like, whoa, whoa, maybe this is not what we want to do, and, and blah, 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 and, and said, well, hold on, let's, let's, let's make something out of this. That's, that's my theory here. I, I, think, I think Tristan Thompson's being unfairly maligned. I think he's been- Oh, stopped. no doubt. Your staff at AM to DM, Pat, are out of control. Oh, yes, my own staff. Uh, they are. They are uh, very unkind to Tristan Thompson. They are talking. They're pretty young, aren't they? What's that? Yes, they're very young. They don't know the ways of the world, and I, I'm sorry that the, the the ways of the world are what they are, and that they're they're going to have to to learn that. But I gotta say that the the best part about my job is every single time they would bring this up, the the Khloe Kardashian stuff, I would immediately say, who. Who? <laughs> oh, 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 you mean the baby mama of uh, uh, NBA champion uh, Thompson? Yes. Uh, got it. Got it. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Every single time, they would get really annoyed with me. Uh, <laughs> but it, yeah, it's wild. Uh, I, I really, I, I, I'm half joking, but I kind of think that much of this is, is, is manufactured. And the oh, for sure it's manufactured. I mean, that, that's why this is their, their men are garbage take yesterday, which are men are trash. You know, like I have sympathy for that. Take I think men do a lot of uh, crappy things. And to, to recap, for everyone not listening, uh, my, my show uh, AM and DM that we run, uh, we ran a poll uh, in reaction to the Tristan Thompson story uh, that asked if men were trash, and they, the, the two options were yes and yes. Uh, but yes, go ahead, Matt. Yeah. Um, so oh. I get that, but but the the Kardashian family being the hill you want to die on for that is yeah. is odd to me. It's astonishing you can generate sympathy for the Kardashians. Um, you know, yeah. Tristan Thompson is, is is the son of Canada, uh, their favorite son, uh, a, a tremendously handsome uh, offensive rebounder. Uh, you know, leave Tristan alone. Yeah. <laughs> More important that they don't distract him from it, from what's truly important in life. That's not right. Baby is not family, but basketball and particularly NBA playoff basketball. This is correct. So, speaking of that, let's get back into the Cavs Pacers uh, series. What do you think are like the main pieces? So, yeah, you already talked about the the guard penetration. What else? Yeah, you start with that, and then what else are you seeing is the things you're going to look out for uh, uh, when the games start on Sunday. Um. So yes, guard penetration. Just uh, this is it's so weird to say this with this team, but this is like the most important thing. Like, are we are we showing up? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right, like I hope the answer to that is yes. Mm -hmm. um, but are we gonna? Well, you know, as recently as the first half against the Sixers last week, we were not showing up. Yeah. Or most of the, I don't know, second quarter and third quarter against the Wizards the day before, we're still doing that. Mm -hmm. um, so are we gonna show up and be into it and concentrating on defense and and 
trying basically. Right. Um, that's a, that's an enormous thing to me. Um, part and parcel of that I think is our ability to contain guard penetration. I think Hill being healthy is pretty important to that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and actually secretly pretty important to the entirety of our playoff run because of that. Uh, he's out for extended periods of time against better teams. I think we're in real genuine trouble. Mm. Um, and then the other thing honestly is rebounding. Hmm. Uh, I feel like we have been getting crushed on the boards recently. That was a thing that absolutely destroyed any ability we had to come back in that Sixers game was, was giving up offensive rebounds. Um, and this is a team, the Pacers team is pretty good rebounding team, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think those are, those are my, like th- that set, our, our level of engagement and concentration, our ability to keep guys out of the paint, and then our ability to lock down the boards and not give up a ton of second shot opportunities and hopefully generate some of our own. That used to be our calling card back when Mr. Kardashian was was <laughs> was at his at his heights. It doesn't feel like that anymore. Yeah, I, and that, it's interesting because when when LeBron, oh, sorry when Love came back, we kind of swung back towards uh, uh, winning the rebound make battle. So it's been disappointing to see that kind of happening. Mm-hmm. To waver back the other way has been yeah. has been tough. Now, so, you know, a lot of that is is again, I think, a concentration issue where it is a sort of simple view of the game is just like your big's got to go get the rebounds and that's it. But obviously it's team rebounding and guys taking responsibility for boxing out the guards and all that stuff. And LeBron has certainly been guilty of not bothering to do that, um, which I just assume really will change in the playoffs. I, the playoff LeBron is a real thing. Yeah. No, um, our, our friend Riffle sent a, a nice uh, article uh, from Deadspin about um, the you know horror of playoff LeBron. Uh, just because you don't have any film to work on, and and unless you've experienced it firsthand, no way to prepare for it. But not just LeBron, but also the team itself. Like the fact that uh, uh, Tyloo uh, uh, runs the vanilla defense and offense for the most part throughout the regular season for a, a reason that mm-hmm. we can get on talent for the most part, and we don't want to show our hand and we want to save our best stuff uh, for the playoffs. Uh, and and I think we get time to practice now. He doesn't have any time to practice. I'm pretty excited to see what we end up seeing out of the Cavs once they've had a chance to actually like implement some practices. Yeah, and a and, and a real test of Ty Lue, who who we fairly or not maligned a bit this year, right? Yeah, for his roster composition. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm mainly for that. I think I think that was the chief criticism that we had, like how he was uh, managing his rotation. Uh, yeah, who he was pairing out there. And I mean, um, but even, you know, I, I, I think you pointed this out, Patty. This was a nice thing to see was him admitting that he, he Clarkson needs to play and he has to play him with a point guard. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, uh, uh, right. I mean, he didn't use those words, but he was like, I, I, I want uh, Jose out there with, with, yeah. with Jordan. So I'm going to have to play 10. Uh, that's dead on. Right. Absolutely. Fear of the swords. Mike Zavagno calls it uh, the uh, being adult in the room. Yeah, <laughs> having an adult in the court at all times with uh, Jordan Clarkson helps make him more efficient, and he has the stats to, to to back it up. He shoots at a higher percentage. He has fewer turnovers. Uh, he just he he is a better, more efficient player when there's another uh, adult ball handler out there. Now you can see it when he's running the second offense by himself. Yeah, he, it's a it's a mess. Yeah, he just he's just kind of going all over the place. Yeah, um, it's, it's it'll be interesting to see. I mean. But yeah, I, I would expect the Cavs to play with better defense, but more importantly, because because their job is simplified, they, they, it's one team, right? They have one mission for the, for the rest of, the, of this series. And so they get to have the repetition of trying of, of doing the same things every single day as opposed to having to change from game to game. That's yeah. what makes playoff basketball so much different for Ty Lue. And again, like, we, we judge Ty Lue on the, on the regular season, but honestly, we don't. We judge him by how he, how he manages uh, playoff coaching. Like, that that's what makes Ty Lue a great coach, not what he does in the regular season, but what he does. Yeah. And you got to say, he's been pretty freaking good on that on that count. To me, I think the big key is going to be the three ball because the Pacers, while they have some three-point shooters, don't shoot a lot of threes. Um, they And what they actually take a lot of, I was reading this in the, in the Athletic, they take a ton of long-range twos, like the least efficient shot in the game. They take a huge percentage of their shots out there uh, compared to the rest of the league. Uh, and that's something that I would expect to see us give them constantly. 
as they're doing pick and rolls, I see us sagging inside the three-point line once they're inside the three-point line to let them shoot that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's it, but they're also very good at shooting those long range too. So it's going to be kind of frustrating at times seeing them hit these wide open shots. Uh, but if we keep doing that, we're going to win the math game. So long as we don't have a horrific game. And that's the thing. I think at the end of the day, if we just hit our threes, I don't see how we can lose. Yeah, that's I. Just the math. Issue. If we're giving a modicum of effort on defense and hitting threes, we're very, very difficult to beat for a team like this. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, the PNR versus uh, Oladipo is important to see because, like, he just roasted us this year uh, on the pick and roll. That's like that's that's their base offensive play. Um, it, we we should point out, Pat, that the we never played the Pacers post trades. Absolutely, that's a very big point. So it, the the regular season comps are not terribly illuminating. For, for what this will look like. Well, the one concern I do have with your guard question is that one thing we noticed about, well, I love to rave about uh, how long our team is now. We've never had a team as long at every position, um, with the exception of Calderon. Um, it, you know, uh, one thing I noticed watching the Nets game was, but boy, these guys put a lot of effort on defense. They have a lot of defensive characteristics that are good. But one-on-one, they are terrible. Yeah. They get blown by so easily mm-hmm. on settings. They should not even bother with the picks. The pick allows us to put the double team on briefly. It's like, just take us one-on-one. We're fucked. <laughs> That's one thing I'm going to keep an eye out for is, is how much we just give up dribble penetration without a pick, right? That could be yeah. – Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, no, no. Agree. I think that's the, 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 the top thing. If that's happening, we're in trouble. Yeah. That's what was just roasting us in that, that Sixers game. <clears throat> The other thing that interested me, Maddie, is the fact that we're going to have Green as the starting power forward and Love at center. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I get the allure of Love at center, the way he can pull uh, uh, the defensive uh, uh, you know, rim protector out in the perimeter and just, just roast them. Uh, but with Green out there, if I'm the other team, I don't put my center on Love. I put my center on Green mm-hmm. and, and sag off and let him shoot the three all day. Uh, yeah, we, I'm a little concerned about this 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 starting lineup uh, uh, working. Uh, how do you feel? I've been super impressed with Jeff Green. True, definitely, yes. Um, and my hope is that whatever he lacks in outside shooting, again, he's not a great outside shooter. He's also not terrible. And he um, last month. He hit a, like over forty percent of his threes. Yeah, it was coming up. So if he can, I, that's probably a, a high water mark for him. Yeah. If he can do something close to that, and at least make guys come out on him, mm-hmm. I think that mitigates some of that. Also, he's just so athletic and runs the court so well that I think that can be a problem sticking a center on him. Yeah, he's not used to to covering a guy like that. Yeah, he's been very good on Oladipo, actually, which is interesting. And that's like that's now Ty Lue's big thing is trying to use Green as the main, the main guy to frustrate the uh, opposing offense's best player, right? Because mm-hmm. um, he has that length. Uh, he, has, he had a, like a massive block on him uh, earlier this year. I was watching, but it, it'll, it'll be interesting to see. Um, he, he's an interesting little Swiss Army knife of a player. Mm-hmm. For us, boy, I, I, you know, I got to say, Pat, the the signing. Well, I was. Not wild about any of our offseason signings. No, no. Uh, but Calderon and Green. Yeah, how about that? Worked. <laughs> no other way to say it, right? Like hey, those are Cal- those are great signings. And Calderon is is in the playoff rotation, isn't he? Yeah, for sure. I mean, that was that was the whole. That's he's the ten of ten deep. Yes, Calderon's got to play to be an adult on the court with with Clarkson. The eleventh man is Tristan, right? Was he or or Chetty? Chetty. Chetty, that's right. So yeah, we got we got our starting five, and then off the bench we've got uh, Clarkson. Uh, well, and also not clear not clear who the fifth in that starting five is yet either. Oh no, I, I my, my understanding is it's definitely Hill, Hood, uh, LeBron, Green, and Love is what I thought. Um, uh, oh, I I my impression was that it's there was a, a Hood Corver debate still. Oh, interesting. That, that's interesting. I, I would expect Corver still come off the bench uh, um, but um, and provide some scoring punch. Uh, uh, in, you know. <laughs> right. I, th- I think the argument against that is just that he you got to play Corver with, with LeBron. Yeah, exactly. As I said, you play in LeBron's like, bench minutes. When, nor- when normal human beings would sit and rest, LeBron will be playing his, <laughs> his bench. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. Because like, oh like, that's the thing that LeBron does is he, does, he, he, he will coast a little bit in those minutes, right? Like, mm-hmm. That that's his like rest period. He just takes it a little easier on those those minutes. 
uh, oh my god, I love them. I would say yeah, Corver, Clarkson, uh, um, uh, uh, Jr. Uh, is still technically in the rotation. Mm-hmm. Um, Nance. Well, Nance. Oh, he's right. Nance. That's right. Nance isn't starting. There's Nance, uh, and then yeah, uh, um, um, Calderon. There's a Calderon. So eleventh would be Tristan. That's wild, man. That we have eleven players that are that are rotation worthy. Although you can you can debate that about uh, Tristan. Um, just how just just how he hasn't gotten back to form for this year. Yeah, I, I don't think he's healthy, honestly. No, I, I definitely don't think he is. Um, it sure, doesn't seem that way. Twenty or twelve, man, it's amazing. Uh, but it's just nice knowing that we have these options in case like the matchups are a little a little bit uh, fraught. You know, we've got agreed extra. extra I like having Chetty to be able to bring out there for defense. The one that we don't really have. Well, I mean, we do have Zizic if we need a, a, a super big man against somebody. But we Kendrick Perkins. Oh, <laughs> your favorite player, Maddie. Oh my God, I was I I threw up a little bit in my mouth when I saw that. <laughs> Welcome home, conquering son. Life, uh, lifetime, lifetime Cavalier, Kendrick Perkins. <laughs> that is the weirdest shit, isn't it? Very weird. But come on, you don't love Kendrick Perkins after what he did to. Uh, um, uh, What's his name? Uh, Crowder Chowder uh, in that first playoff series against the Celtics. I did enjoy that. It won, it won me over a little bit. Come on, a little bit. Like I, I, I think, I think all, all is forgiven after that. Personally, that was all, nice. All his bullshit. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, what, what do you think is going to happen this series? We got uh, what five games? Yeah, I'm going to say five. Yeah, I, I think it I could th- six wouldn't shock me. Yeah, agreed. Seven would worry me, but it's not impossible. Seven would terrify me. Um, uh, losing is not impossible, by the way. Losing I don't is- think it's going to happen, but it's not impossible. I'd be really surprised, but we, we, but, but yeah, the thing is, like, we just don't know what we have really until we play in a whole series. Uh, right. I just uh, the math doesn't make sense to me that that we would have to have a historically bad three point series. Yeah, suffer a major injury. Yeah, um, you know, like any of that. I guess, I guess, like, let's take injury off the table because that that warps things so tremendously. But. I don't, I don't think. I mean, like, if, if if we lose, all, all chips are off the table and fuck everything. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm going to entertain that. That's going to be the darkest podcast. Ever. <laughs> exactly. Six would be concerning. Seven would terrify me. If there, there was a chance we'd lose the series, would be yeah. terrifying. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I would adjust all of my uh, expectations accordingly for the rest of the playoffs. Uh, yeah, that happened. Agreed. Uh, yeah, seven games would be a disaster as, as far as I'm concerned. Six would be concerning. Five is totally fine. Yeah. Uh, and, and to be expected, I think. That's, that's what I'd say. Agreed. Um, all right. Let's shift our attention to, uh, to me, the weirdest thing. Uh, I was just you know, looking at all year long I've been hearing it's obviously uh, James Harden. There's nobody else even close once uh, LeBron hit his swoon in January. Mm-hmm. The swoon in which he averaged 27.7 assists and seven rebounds. Yep. Yeah. Terrible number. Awful. But but to be fair, was also clearly disengaged and and not not giving two shits a lot of times. Right, and not giving two shits, clearly disengaged, angry, uh, uh, pouting LeBron is averages twenty seven seven. Oh, yes, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, so once that happened, everyone was saying, "Well, it's, uh, it's obviously James Harden. Stop, stop bothering. Stop worrying." I- I'm looking at the numbers, man. Oh, here I'm. You're gonna you're gonna need a receptive audience with this, Patty. Go for it. Uh I I'm sorry. Statistically speaking, what is the case that there's there that James Harden is as far and away the MVP because he has three more points a game? Because he has fewer assists per game, mm-hmm. well fewer rebounds per game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sorry, Jim, James Harden is at best meh, okay on defense. At, at his best, LeBron doesn't give effort and has been terrible on defense because he doesn't pay, pay attention. But like, come on, if we're gonna mark defense, that's not a notch in fucking Harden's favor. No, I think that's a wash in that argument. And those three points he's getting is primarily because he's the most gifted uh, uh, player <laughs> at drawing fouls. That that that's the thing, the the, the the trait we want to laud. Like, what is he really doing to separate things aside from? Here's what it is. And this is where I got into this. It's not stat based. This is not objective. This is purely emotional and narrative based. Harden deserved it last year and didn't win. He's got the same numbers, if not better, this year, and he's got the best team in the league. That's it. It's just narrative. Uh, yeah, best team in the league is well. No, no, no. I'll, I'll take that back. Both those things are important. I think you're right. There, there's a sense that for some people that he was robbed a little bit, and people got too far ahead of themselves with the trip dub. Yep. 
from Westbrook, which, by the way, he repeated this year. And I know. I, that's, I, I don't know why we're not talking about that more. I think that's sort of impressive. Um, but, right, so that he was sort of robbed last year. He, this is the year he deserves it. And his team was outstanding and, and really good, and the Cavs were sort of blah. Yeah. Um, the thing I wish people would talk a little bit more about, and you hear this sometimes, is you know if you replace if you replace player X with with a replacement level talent, what would happen? How many games do the Cavs win without LeBron? <laughs> the playoffs. There's no way we're in the playoffs. I don't think. I mean, maybe we. No eight. way we're in the playoffs. I, do we win 20 games? I, no, I don't think so. <laughs> Not just not in the playoffs. It's not just like we're we're, we're in in Detroit and 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 Charlotte territory. We're we're gunning for the top of the lotto. Goddamn right. I I mean, there's no question in my mind. And, and the fact that we won 51 games with LeBron pouting for a month, uh, with uh uh w- with a player as toxic as Isaiah Thomas actively trying to like undermine the team and tear it apart from the inside. With a team that changed its roster like twice over, twice. complete overhaul, and and the one constant is LeBron having the best year of his career. He's the greatest player in our generation. That's what's amazing to me. This is the greatest player uh, in, in a generation, easily the best since Le- since Jordan. But you can argue that the LeBron's better than Jordan. But even if you argue over that, no one's going to argue that anyone was better than LeBron over the past fifteen years. Nope. He has best year ever, and you're not giving him the MVP. In fact, it's not even like you're giving him the MVP. It's not even close. And maybe he'll get third, second place. That's insane. He's so, so he's, good the MVP he, the league. He's going to get second place, and I think it's going to be a little closer than people think. Oh yeah, but, um, look again. And to give to give credit to to the Brow, he's had a fucking amazing year. He's the only player that deserves consideration for his defense. Yeah, uh, you know, geez, it I, um that up, Maddie. Do you read uh, Jason Lloyd's? Jason Lloyd is voting for him for MVP. Yes, I read that. His, it's 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 spot on. I highly recommend it. Spot on, and he makes that point too, which is the sort of what happened when Jordan retired. When you look back and you're like, when, what happened? What called Carl Malone this year? Really? Yeah. There's going to be a lot of that for LeBron. Yeah, my and, only and and this will be another one of those years. Yeah. My only hope is that people look back at this year, and hopefully LeBron has an amazing playoff run as well to remind everyone. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Remind everyone. <laughs> Sometimes you got to show those jackals. <laughs> jackals, who you really are. Uh, uh, if he does that, I have a feeling that if he has another big year next year, that the same narrative that helped uh, Harden last year will help LeBron this year. Sure. Uh, because- but it's interesting. You know, the other thing is LeBron's got his sights on. Uh, I don't know that he cares. And he cares a little bit about MVP because he cares about his reputation. He cares about being recognized yeah. a little bit. He really cares about championships and he will continue to take yeah. the regular season a little easy. Yep, absolutely. And he did his 82 game thing this year. I don't think he does that again. Nope. Um, but so I don't know. I don't know that he's motivated enough to put up the kind of to be a maniac like. And I say this in, with with uh, respect, like Russell Westbrook is, right? To go out and play the regular season like that. I think he knows enough that at thirty four next year, mm-hmm. he just won't be able to do that. I think though that he'll put together similar numbers, uh, close enough, and and that still might push things back in his direction. Sure. And, and who knows where he's playing next year, and that'll affect. Ooh. That's true. The narrative tremendously too. So, That's very true. Uh, mm. He's the best, Patty. I'm not going to be mad at him wherever he goes. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm not sure. I'm going to have a hard time convincing you of this, but did you know that LeBron's the best player in basketball? <laughs> yeah. I, let yeah. me try to convince you here. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I want I want a good run here, Patty, and I and I, he's. We've talked about this, but he's he's number one in my heart forever. Forever. I don't care what he does the rest of his career. He'll always be uh, my favorite player ever. And nah, I'll go to the mat for him. Yep, and I will root for him wherever he goes. Um, well, <laughs> almost everywhere he goes. <laughs> he's not going to Boston. Yeah. Yeah. Is it, what, 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 did we talk about this before? What, what are the teams that you will not be okay with him going to? Obviously, Boston, the Warriors. He's not going to Golden State, but like, yeah. That Miami. Would, I think that might be it. I think so too. I'm trying to think, like the Lake. Yeah, that's what we said. I would even the be Lakers a, wouldn't bother me now. I mean, I'd be a little annoyed, but I, it'd be fine. Whatever. Yeah, 
I, I, and there's I, nobody, I, nobody I, I else for him taking taking Kobe's legacy away from him. That that that, <laughs> he didn't do it just for that reason alone. <laughs> to be the greatest Laker of all time. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> uh, so should we talk a little tribe? Are we good on the Cavs? Anything else you want to add on the Cavs before we move on? No, that's enough. I'm excited for the playoffs. Let's let's see what happens when yeah. we'll come back and talk about it halfway through the first round or something. I'm sure. Uh, it was an annoying Indians game last night, uh, but. Yeah, those happen. Those happen. It's as I was saying. It's like Clevenger had a good game, and they gave up a home run. Yeah, one bad inning. One bad inning, and then the, and then the bats went cold again. We I hit them ten to three through four innings, and uh, it was four four. That's insane. That sucked. Yeah. A lot of bad luck. Uh, but that was the big thing with the Indians. They were not hitting at all, and somehow we still had six wins. That was yeah, we have a we have a really good pitching staff. That's amazing. No one was hitting over two over two hundred. <laughs> yeah, one guy was hitting over two hundred. Uh, but all these stats were showing that, like, we were hitting the ball incredibly hard. We, our expected batting average on balls in play and how hard we were hitting it, slugging percentage, was supposed to be much more like middle of the pack to top 10. But instead, we were bottom of the league. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like, uh, this is the whole thing. This, this, again, reiterates why the whole goal of the season is just to get to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Because in a small sample size, shit like this can happen in both directions where you just get bad luck or good luck. And just, that's what happened last year. It's got to get in. It's got to keep getting yeah. in. Don't don't uh, sacrifice everything for one year. That's that's my feeling. Just keep I it. honestly think that we made it through that period with the bats so cold and we're fine. Mm-hmm. Um, it's good. We're we're fine. Yeah, I, I think things are like coming around. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to. I mean, yeah, two games in a row with with double digit hits, and we yep. didn't before um, our before the bats broke out on Thursday. The highest hit total we had in a game to that day was seven. That's outrageous. It was the maximum we had in the first like dozen games or ten games of the year. That's insane. Yeah. The last two games we had, we got double digit. No, it would have been conceivable to lose like almost every game during that exactly. time with with that level of hitting. So I think that's I mean, it's not going to stay that low for the year for sure. They'll come back around. I'm I'm not I'm not worried. Still still bullish on the on the tribe. What's exciting you so far about the Indians? Like any players uh, standing out to you is, is, is exciting so far? Uh, Zimmer. Yeah. Bat's coming around a little. He looks awesome in center. Yeah, his, that, his, that that arm plays, buddy. Mm. I think I, I think that's who I've been most excited about, honestly. For sure. Uh, you know, Lindor and Ramirez. I I I love those guys, but I'm expecting what I'm expecting from them. Zimmer is somebody that we wanted to break out a little, and especially now that his bat seems like it's getting going a bit. Um, he's great. His speed on the bases matters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's fun. He's he's. I mean, I think he's our. He's the best athlete on the team, right? Easily, easily, and like, and just his speed. Like he had this bunt where it, he should have been dead in the water. Yeah, it was a terrible bunt. Terrible bunt, and he beat it out because his legs are so goddamn long. Yeah, it's crazy. But no, I, I read a nice piece in the Atlantic. Oh, sorry, the Atlantic, <laughs> the Atlantic. Excuse me. Uh, uh, breaking down uh, his struggles over the past year, um, and his big problem has been primarily that he swings and misses way too often and doesn't walk enough to to. Yeah. Uh, make up for it or hit enough home runs right we know he has the ability to hit home runs and, and hit a ton of them he just hasn't been doing it because that whiff rate's there but then also on top of that he tends to pull all of his ground balls which means it's easy to put a shift on him uh and it's also harder to beat out those ground balls to, to the um uh, uh to the second base side mm-hmm. so, uh but i've been seeing he's been making much more contact his, his strikeouts are a little bit lower so i i'm 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 looking forward to watching him uh do that that was the whole thing for him this year. He clearly needed to adjust. Mm-hmm. The league figured him out uh, in the second half of last year before he got hurt. Mm-hmm. And this is, you know, this is when you find out if prospects can make it or not. And I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic with him. Likewise, um, I, I've been pleasantly surprised early on by Yonder Alonso. I know his his uh, yeah, yeah. good, but he's been barreling a lot of balls and getting some mm-hmm. luck. Like he looks good. He yeah. looks really good as a hitter. Agreed. Um, and, and and a good, solid defensive player. I don't think he's going to be as good as, uh, as Santana was out there. Uh, no, but, but adequate at first. Adequate. He, he's not, he's not a, I don't think he's a minus. He's not a, a negative on the base path uh, as, a, as, a, as a fielder. But that's been good. Um, anyone you're worried about so far? I mean, that first Tomlin performance was Jeez. alarming. He came back the next week. and, and Yeah, and pitched, and pitched well. Um, the Clevenger outing doesn't work. No, I th- the starters I feel good about. The bullpen I still feel okay about, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, Incarnacion, I guess. 
Yeah, that's what I'm really worried about. He does not look good. His timing is off. Maybe it's just a – I mean, he never got a hit yesterday, right? Yeah. Which means he's O for his last 20 or 25 now, I think. Yeah, he doesn't look um, good. He's, he's, he's swinging the bad pitches. He's not hitting the – Yeah, it's just striking out so much. Just yeah. not putting the ball in play at all. It, yeah, I, I think it's him because yeah. people with his profile exactly. tend to fall off when they fall off. So, um, and we, we sort of need him. Yeah, we do. We need that power in that at that spot. I mean, we don't have anybody else to to fill that role. Brantley looks okay, but doesn't look great. He looks his bat still looks a little slow. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm not worried yet about him though. Yeah, he's most all of his hits are coming on on kind of, you know singles poking it through here and there. I, I don't see him really driving the ball at all. Um, but I haven't watched him a ton yet. And he's and he's just getting you know he's been back for a week so. True. I'm, true. I'm, but this, Reminds him coming back from injury in the playoffs, right? And he was yeah, just go totally defanged. Uh, Chisholm Hall getting hurt with the sort of the same thing that he was banged up with last year is worrisome. That is worrisome because he looked good early on. He did. He well, was probably our best hitter before he went down. Yeah, and um, he had such a great year last year. He actually yeah, was kind of and we, that's somebody we could use. Chisholm Hall, low key, is a really important player to the Indians. Yeah, so uh, I really hope he gets back. Me too. But but, but all things considered, we're we're okay. For, yeah. for hitting being the worst hitting team in the league through the first couple weeks of the season, um, we're doing okay. Yeah, and I, it's a, I was bummed to see Clevenger's uh, outing get spoiled last night by that home run because otherwise he was having a great outing. He had a monster game uh, his first time out. Bowers yeah. two, two times in a row. And we've all been kind of wondering, what is, is, is this going to be the other Bauer puts his shit together? Uh, mm-hmm. and, you know, it's early. But, uh, he throws a lot of pitches still. I mean, that's my criticism of him is that it's, it's hard for him to work deep in games because he throws a lot of pitches. That's true. Um, but we have the bullpen for it, especially given the fact that like Kluber and Carrasco still so often go seven, eight innings. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And Klubot's been amazing. And, and Carrasco after a, a little dicey first outing is, is settled down and look great. Yeah, so. Miller's, Miller's starting to worry me a little bit because his velocity is so much lower. He used to be yeah. 98. Now he's like maybe getting 95. A lot of times 93. I don't know how good of a pitcher, how, how, how dominant he can be. Without that fastball being at ninety eight, uh, yeah. Although I, Tito, when I've read about him, doesn't seem worried about him, right. and thinks that he's not in uh, in form yet. The cold weather is messing with him, and so hope, on. So I, it's it's something. It's one to watch for sure. Yeah, I want to see that velocity get back up. I mean, last night he gave up the double, the the go ahead double, which sucked, especially because he had he had a strike three down the fucking middle. Yep. It was called ball one. Out oh, fucking rageous. The next pitch was a double. Like score that 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 ball. I mean, that fucking elbow is an apology. But didn't that? I mean, and that's the thing. Is that, like, we wouldn't let Bell out there that much longer. Like, that should have been a W. That game. That's just, yeah. But eh, that'll happen. Uh, we'll have a lot of games we don't deserve to win. <laughs> that we win. Yes, for sure. That's the baseball season. Yep, absolutely. Um, but you know, I, I, I'm I'm encouraged, I mean, especially about the year of the weather. Those 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 early days without good hitting uh, and come with like a, a winning record and be close is good. Agreed. Let's get back on the side. Get Klubot. I'm assuming the game goes off tonight. Get Klubot back. Uh, That's right. Klubot's going back out there again. Yeah. Get us back on the win. I always get thrown by the rotation when they have that first off day, and all of a sudden it's Kluber and then, uh, you know, our five pitcher. Yeah. But wait, wait, what? It's, it's weird this time of year. Always weird. Um, all right. Should, should, we, should we talk about the Browns? Two minutes. Two minutes? Maddie, is Jarvis Landry worth $15 million a year? I think so. Really? Yeah, I think so. He's not good. Uh, he, he seems to run a lot of routes within 10 yards and doesn't get much further than that, right? I don't know. Is that, is that so bad? Is that so bad when you've got Flash Gordon on the other side of the field stretching the defense? I guess. I guess. I mean, if he'll stay on the field this year. I don't know. What else are we spending that money on? Yeah. He's, a real, and he's a real NFL player, right? Like, mm-hmm. you can be critical of him. He's not the best wide receiver in the league or anything, but he's a good – Solid, lower end Pro Bowl type player, um, sure. Uh, and, and here, well, I mean, I, I think I, I think I take your point on this, but I'll play devil's advocate here. But who who are we bidding against? Like, what was the rush? Um, I don't know. I th- I think this is more like a this has been the worst franchise in all of sports for twenty years, and we need to start turning things around. And part of that step is securing good players and just having them sign contracts with us. Um, so what you're matters. T- 
what you're so I don't know. I don't know what the market would have looked like for him exactly after this year because he was franchise tagged right by the Dolphins before the trade. So we we're going to pay him 18 million this year, and then would have gone back into it. So it's sort of it's good faith with a, a quality player, and maybe the market wouldn't have been 15, but it probably would have been, I don't know, 13. That's well, not a real difference I, to I, me. It sounds to me like what you're saying is that the Browns not legitimately were bidding against themselves because they are who they are. And the only way they can keep a player like this is to get him when there's nobody else who can bid on him. Yeah, maybe, fair. But I think that's part of turning something around before you win games. Yeah. It's getting like, real players locked in. And he is a real player. It's like... It's 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 almost a it's a it's a twist on the small market team thing. That's not the issue of play here, the small market thing, because because the, of the salary caps and yep. we have more money than anybody else. It's more that most players in their right mind would take m less money to go anywhere else than Cleveland. Yeah. So to be able to get them, we need to get them early uh, when they you know when they want the money and they don't want to wait a year to get the the extra money and to get locked in. I mean, forty five million guarantees a lot. I will say, but. Um, he'll be the fifth highest played paid wide receiver in the league. Mm -hmm. Does that seem about right to you? He's not the fifth best wide receiver in the league, if that's what you're asking me. But oh, well, we got to pay that to to get. Yeah, uh, it doesn't bother me. Yeah, all right, I take it. You convinced me. I will. I will. I won't hold it against uh, uh, the new regime. Uh, no, what? Get ready to hold something against the new regime. I'm. I'm ready for it. How? How, how are they going to blow this, Maddie? I keep. This is incredible. You know what I love? The theory I love, Patty, is that we should take, uh, like, take Barkley or Chubb with the number one pick because whatever. Oh. Like, let's let's let other people make the quarterback decision for us. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and then get whatever's left at number four. I, mean, <laughs> I, I sort of like that theory. I mean, just it's it, it's the George Costanza theory of drafting. <laughs> if you're the Browns. Yeah. Whatever you – Yeah, do the opposite of whatever you think. Exactly. So if you want this guy, don't get him. Just just pick the guy, the guy that you know is going to be good and then let everyone else make picks for you so you don't have to make a decision. And then that'll, everything's going to work out that way. Yeah. Oh, God. This is going to be outstanding. You know, I, we, were, we, were, we were texting about this. But I'm like, I have no idea how to evaluate college quarterbacks. Yeah. Honestly, I have no clue. <laughs> Darnold or Allen or Rosen or – I don't want Baker Mayfield for, for any – no, at, at any price, but like I have no real idea between those three those three guys who's going to be good. None. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and, and I'm and I have little confidence that 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 NFL front office personnel know either. I don't. I just don't think the evaluation game is there. Yeah, not like it is in in basketball. You have, I mean, people make mistakes still, but there's a more higher success rate, right? Yeah, and again, this is the thing we get into with the analytics stuff is that the analytics are more robust in baseball and, and basketball because there's there's more repetition, there's more stats, there's more mm -hmm. there's more uh, uh, evidence. It's like it's it's just a higher threshold of, of data, uh, whereas in football, it's just so much narrower and it's so uh, context dependent in terms of the school you're playing at and the kind of style. You know, it's like the different styles that inflate statistics. Like it's so easy to skew the numbers. It's really hard to, to balance the traditional scouting with analytics, which the Browns obviously ran into uh, an issue with uh, uh, with their draft process over the last couple of years. Oh, yeah. I, I'd say this. The full caveat that I remember the last time uh, – it's not just, it doesn't, go, just, doesn't just go for quarterbacks, man. It goes for any player, honestly. Yeah. Uh, I remember being thrilled with – I think – did we draft Justin Gilbert and then who was that offensive lineman uh, who was a uh, – Cam, Cam Everett? Cam – what's his name? Yeah, um, I forgot. That was not that was not the year. The year Gilbert was was paired with um, with Manziel. Oh Jesus Christ, that's right. Uh, uh, Danny Shelton was paired with Cam Irving. Danny Shelton and Cam Irving. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and I remember being like, "That's perfect. That's exactly what I wanted." Yeah, Danny Shelton was like maybe okay uh, uh, at best, right? Like, uh, and, and Cam Irving was a total fucking disaster. Yeah. So what the fuck do I know? But. I will just say, reading articles like uh, about Josh Allen, I come away with going, we draft that motherfucker number one. That just seems incredibly stupid. Completion uh, percentage stuff and all that. It, it, there's no, I mean, it, he only had 16 touchdowns last year? Yeah. With nine interceptions? Like, that's not a good ratio. He doesn't have a high uh, yard per attempt, six yards, and he played against shitty teams. 
uh, uh, for the most part, he played horribly against good teams. Uh, he, he's inaccurate, 56% for both years, uh, even when he had all of his like uh, uh, better players the year before. Ah, I was like, you're just doing this because he throws the ball hard, he's tall? And he's big, and it feels like we're passing on Big Ben again. Well, yeah, but Big Ben didn't have those shitty stats. Big Ben had yeah, good I know, I know. I mean, and then if, if you do all the other advanced stats uh, uh, that combine like warp or uh, no, it's not warp, but whatever <laughs> the equivalent of it for, 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 for football, all these different like stat and the stuff like he doesn't show up on any of them, not a single one. Big yeah. Ben did show up on those from his college years. Uh, uh, you know, it's like you know, I don't like any of that. Don't like that one bit. Uh, and you know, of course, that I am now I'm, I'm a founding member of the Sashi. Uh, I know you're a truther. Uh, mostly from for entertainment value, uh, but also because I, you know, he did give us this this platter that we have to turn the franchise around. Like if we we make the right decisions here, this turns this turns the franchise around. Agreed. And he set the table with that by being disciplined about a two year process where we had a perfect season. <laughs> he is the Sam Hinkie of the the Cleveland Browns. Exactly. Uh, and so I am going to uh, uh, twist. And torture every bit of data to make it uh, to credit Sashi Brown uh, from here on out. So, but yeah, no. If he, if he drafts Josh Allen, I, I'm gonna be fucking furious. Uh, that's well, might happen. That's just stupid as shit. Like Sam Darnold, it, it, you know, has has fumbling issues, but otherwise has every other like analytical stat. But also, he's big, throws the ball hard. Like he's mm-hmm. got the protocol size. Why would we get both the stat profile and the size? Like, Do you uh, love the people, Pat, that say we should just take two quarterbacks and <laughs> hope one of them works out? Oh, <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, kind of. I, I mean, yeah. I think we should make every pick in the draft a quarterback. Yeah, right. <laughs> one of them's got to work. <laughs> one of them's got to be good. Oh, Jesus Christ! What a fucking disaster this team is. Yeah, I can't wait. Uh, that's why I'm. I, you know, I, I, I'm. I'm really manufacturing getting worked up here. I don't give a shit. I really don't. Uh, this team, I stopped caring about. Uh, no, we have two good franchises to root for. Let's right. let's. I'm much more excited about the, the Cavs and the Tribe. And yeah. Absolutely. That works out. Totally agree. Um, well, excellent. That, that, that's, that's a, that's a, a clean, uh, clean hour. Maybe a little under, right? Yeah. Look at us, Patty. We're all grossed up. We're so, we're so efficient nowadays. It's amazing. Doing them in the morning probably helps us. Yeah. Being a little less drunk helps. Yeah. <laughs> on my end, at least. <laughs> uh, a, little, a little less loquacious uh, on my end. Just a bit. Just a bit. A little more under control. Uh, so, Patty, maybe we'll come back uh, during the Pacer series, depending on what's going on in yeah, our schedules. Yeah, uh, uh, let's, let's see how the Pacer series go. I, I don't want to promise we'll come back because maybe there won't be much to talk about. Uh, but if there is, if there's drama, we will come back. Uh, but uh, if you don't hear us before then, we will definitely come back before the next series. Yeah. Uh, so, at the very latest, you'll get us before uh, round two. Uh, or <laughs> Knock on wood. Knock on wood. Knock on wood, yeah. We're going to come back. After the first series, let's do Look, that. Let's not jinx ourselves. We'll come back after the first series. That's what I was going to say, man. We're coming back either before, right before round two, or we're coming back mid series because shit has hit the fan. Like, yeah. if, if it's even a chance of round one, uh, 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 round one exit, we will be back before this. <laughs> before that. Yes. 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 Compare yes. to yourself that. Um, all right. Well, I think that does it for the Cleveland Sports Hour. Uh, until next time, this is Maddie and Patty saying. Yeah.